I have Mickey James here with me. We're going to be talking about Hard to Kill. You're on the last rodeo, a lot going on. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a busy media day. So uh, I'm glad I get a chance to be part of it. I'll try to keep it fun. Uh, no, it's going to be so fun. Thanks. Uh, you left WWE. You felt like you had a lot to prove and you know you obviously have done a lot in that time you won the knockouts championship you produced the all women show empower uh you've had some great matches and feuds with diana and chelsea in impact can you kind of talk about what happened where you know you i mean as far as we know this was you putting up your career your last rodeo what happened in that time where you felt like this was the time to sort of raise the stakes in that way um i well you know i lost the championship and i went away for like when i lost the championship tasha and kind of chelsea turned on me and it just uh there was a lot of factors that went into it you know there's a lot of factors that are still go into it and um you know it was about not just about proving that I still belong in the locker room or still belong as a, as um, an active female on the roster and that I still can hang with this new generation, um, which is a lot of sometimes fueled a bit by comments or things that you'll see or conversations or, uh, you know, headlines um, that you might see via the internet. Um, and some of it is fueled, fueled by real life. You know, I've been really blessed. I don't know what else, you know, I was trying to think as I, as I was asked to maybe come back and uh, still be part of the roster. And, you know, I was thinking, I was like, well, what else do I have to prove? I've done so much. Uh, and I've been fortunate enough to like perform on television with so many different locker rooms from different companies, from different generations, from different expectations and you know perceptions of what women's wrestling is and it's evolved so much um to this place that we're at now where you know women are, are getting all these truly equal opportunities and uh i felt like sometimes you know it took a lot to get here and it's like moments that we prayed for. So it was like, I, do, I don't want to now that this, you know, the, the tree is fri finally bearing all this fruit. It's unfortunate that a lot of the women that planted those trees can't even taste the, the apple. You know, it's like uh, and, and people who have not had to have those same suffrages or have not gone through, paid those same dues or not done a a lot of the same things and this is not a slight by any means because i think when i say this it doesn't take away from people's talent or anything like that mm. but those struggles are not the same and but they're the ones that are you know obviously baskets of fruit and so i'm going like well why would i step away because unless i can't deliver unless i'm out there and i'm because i never want it to outlast my stay you know and stay too long uh, I always wanted to go out on top at the best of my game and do something remarkable on the way out if I could. Um, and so it just kind of made sense to me of, of this, you know, I didn't want to come in and just get a title shot and say, Hey, I'm Mickey James. I, I want to challenge whoever's the champion as the champion. And that's it. I'm coming for the title. Um, I wanted to prove uh, out of respect to the locker room. I wanted to prove, that I was willing to work for it just as hard as every girl in that locker room. And I was willing to put my career on the line because that way 
it put my back against the wall and I always perform better under pressure um, in the sense that I would truly prove whether I still belong or not. And if at any, you know, at any point along this journey, if I couldn't win and I couldn't make it to the championship, then that was it. And so be it. And I still would have been happy with my career because of everything that I've been able to do, but here we are and it's hard to kill. And I've made it to the mountain. I've made it to the top of the mountain and Jordan is the champion. And this is kind of the book into the story of, um, I either win or I lose. I am either the new champion or I never wrestle again. And that's a big, it's a big, big uh, thing because when I, I'm like, God, what would I, what am I going to do if I lose? So I've been trying not to put that in my brain, but that's like the question is like, what are you going to do if you lose? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be an awesome mom for my son as I try to be every day and, and be an awesome wife and obviously my other businesses and stuff. But wrestling has been my identity for a very, very long time. And it's been the thing that I've poured my whole soul into for over two decades to get to, you know be able to do all of these things and make all these moments. So um, it's scary. It's scary to think life after wrestling, you know, but. I th I think there's layers to it though, because, you know, you just brought up a point, like there is some finality to it. Like, you know, at some point it'll end. Maybe you don't want to think about it, but is that something like, have you not, to get too personal, but is that something like you talk about with your son? Like, oh, I'm not going to be wrestling anymore. I'm going to be home a little bit more. Or on the other side, is that something maybe you've talked to Impact about as far as like, well, hey, I'm not going to wrestle, but I'd still like to help her out, help out and be around in, you know, oh, a certain aspect or something like that where. I've know... always had a desire to move behind the scenes and to work with especially because when I was coming up, there weren't any females in leadership positions like that. Mm -hmm. There weren't uh, any women, like I had all male trainers for, you know, I had all the guys that I trained with. They were all guys. There were barely like one or two girls, you know, I think there was Tara in Maryland, Tara from MCW and um, Candy was training, but the, most of the girls were like girlfriends or something like that manager roles, but they were mostly the girlfriends that were just happened to be a manager role. You know, mm -hmm. um, there weren't women training for wrestling. And now, now so many women have come off the other side with, you know, the, who've been massively successful who are now helping behind the scenes. And like you can talk about Gail Kim leader of the knockouts, but even Beth, when she was commentating with NXT, but helping the girls and stuff down there, um, that I think that that's why I was doing, even when I was at WWE, I was doing those commentator positions and going down to NXT and kind of training in that and learning different things like the, the trucks and camera positions. And I feel like my strengths have always been um, character development and mm -hmm. uh, storyline stuff. And, and I have great matches and I love wrestling, but I would never say like, I'm like, the female Dean Malenko of wrestling of woman of a thousand holds or anything like that. I'm an entertainer. I love to entertain because that's the wrestling that I fell in love with. And that's who I kind of emulated my career out of is my, I tried to mimic my favorites and they were all entertainers. Um, and so that's what I love to, cause that's what draws it to me. So if I can help other people find that thing that sets them apart and makes them different, 
different. I think that there's a, a an immense amount of like joy that I will find out of that. And obviously it's going to be hard to go like, okay, but now I'm not in the limelight anymore. I'm not Mickey James, hardcore country. I'm not a champion, but I've been a champion a lot and I've championed a lot of things um, from empower and just, you know, the rise of women's wrestling and, and um, it's pretty awesome. So there's not, there's not anything where I go like, oh, I need to do this one last thing or I need have to do this one last thing. All I wanted was one last rodeo, one last bow to put on my career, to put a bookend on it, to go like this was worthy of my career. Now, like that's something that I can hang my hat on and say goodbye to. Um, and I do feel like this whole this whole every stop along the way and this whole last rodeo, I mean, if it ends in Atlanta, so be it. And I'll still be happy and I'll be fulfilled with my career and I'll be sad. I'll be very sad, but um, yeah, I'll always have a place in wrestling, whether it's on camera or not. Who's to say? I don't know. I wish you did call yourself the female Malenko because that was my headline. <laughs> isn't well, I can't, though, because Serena is the professor, isn't she? She's kind of like the female Dean Malenko. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to. I maybe it. know a hundred holds, maybe <laughs> not a thousand. All right, all right, almost. <laughs> uh, Friday the thirteenth is the theme. Uh, it's hard to kill is the name of the event, but the theme, obviously, playing on horror movies. Uh, any any favorites you have as far as from the horror genre, slashers? Okay, so here's the deal. I don't watch scary movies. No, they terrify me. I don't sleep for weeks. I wake up I, and ironically, Friday the 13th was the one horror movie that I watched way too young and it terrified and I didn't sleep for a month. I thought, you know, I was terrified and I watched it with my uncle and his friends and and they were like, I don't know, five years older than me or so. And I thought I was trying to be cool and hang out and be cool terrified me it was awful but i've done a lot of like i've done horror hound and like scare like comic cons where there's i've met a lot of these people the new michael and they're awesome i get i can't i can't even watch something if it's too slashers no gruesome no i don't want to see blood i don't want to see guts i cringe i struggle to watch hardcore matches that are get get too bloody it, it really like i'm like You've been in one. And my face turns and does this whole other thing. I start making weird noises like that one. I'm like, my hands go up over my face and like, no, I can't. So I wish I loved to be scared. I don't. It's, I don't. It's fun. You've been in one. You were you were in a Texas death match that was probably was. more brutal than some of these movies. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. That's different, right. though. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just... I don't know. Trying to open your mind to it, but I'm, I know, I know. I, I love a bit of Disney, though. I I was just down binge watching Heartland downstairs, like a real mom. I just was watching National Treasure, the show that just okay. came out. So that it it's pretty good. I'm a fan of the movies. Yeah, the show's a little different. Uh, I haven't I seen like that it. one. Yeah, it, it just I don't know if it. I know it's releasing weekly, but I think the yeah. first few came out at once. I will say I like um I like like those you know like NCIS I love Law and Order 
you know, especially the SVU one is the greatest mm. one ever made. Um, so those ones are all like when people get killed, but they get the guy. I'm okay with it. You know, it's when there's the possibility that they're still out there murdering folks or like I'm a killer. I'm a serial killer or whatever. Yeah. No, I don't want to. Uh, -uh. I'm not trying to glorify you, buddy. I have to watch on Fridays on on Peacock because I watch Impact on Thursdays. Mm. <laughs> right. Uh, last question, a little bit of a fun one. Uh, I just watched another interview that you did uh, and they or no, not you. Uh, sorry. I just watched another interview that Nick did and he was asked what he learned about the wrestling business from your relationship. And he said that, uh, short answer, he, he learned how to carry himself more like a star and, you know, dressing a little bit more like a champion. I wrote it. I'm big on I that. That's so funny that he said that because I felt like he's always dressed, but I'm big on that. I don't, um, I feel like when you're coming to work, you're coming to work. And this is like a thing that's just been, and this is not just because of whatever, but I always, I, I don't show up to work in sweatpants or workout clothes. It's very rare. If I do, there's a reason it's because I'm coming straight and going straight to the ring. But even then I'll, I'll change at the arena. I know we're professional athletes, but when I go through the airport or if it, it you know, to any public appearance, I want to look and feel like Mickey James, the superstar, because I feel like that's who the fans want to meet. They don't want to meet uh, Mickey James, the barn, the girl cl down cleaning the stalls. They don't want to meet Mickey. They, I mean, they will. They'll be happy with it. They don't want to meet Mickey James, the gym rat, or me at Walmart in three in the morning, you know, <laughs> realizing we ran out of milk or something. Like, so I just, I, I'm very big on that. I think that you always have to, if you want to be a superstar and you want to be seen and perceived as a superstar, you have to present yourself as a superstar. And yeah. how you present yourself is how people will perceive you. And that's just it. And yes. so- your level of success is always, you know, will always rise to what you believe in yourself and how you put yourself out there. And so you have to take that same love and respect of of how you feel about yourself and put it into every aspect of that because you are your biggest salesperson and you are selling yourself to a company, to your boss, to the audience. And, you know, you want to do that the best way you can. That's, you know... A along the lines of what he said too. So it's good that, yeah, yeah. you know, you kind of share the same opinion, but, but that's not uh, the question you were going to ask me. You're going to ask me what I learned from him. Yes. You've done this before. <laughs> no, I just realized that I'm like, I just went on a tangent and he didn't even get his question out. And I'm so sorry. Um, Ross, don't kill me. Yeah. It's okay. It's my fault, Ross. Um, God, what have it? patience. He's helped me um, with my patience and, uh, you know, he has a very, he has a different view and it's, he's helped me open up to, um, seeing other people's opinions and understanding. And I felt like I've always been pretty good at that, but uh, you know, when you come from different generations, cause Nick is younger than me, Nick is much younger than me. Uh, you come from different generations and different backgrounds and definitely cultures too, because he came up in the UK in the British scene. Um, so it's just the way people do things and even stylistically what they perceive is like um, great, you know, 
And even our favorites are not in line. Like he's a big Bret Hart fan and I love Bret Hart, but I will, I wasn't, I was a macho man, Randy Savage fan. And I was a Ric Flair fan. Like I loved the heels. And so it's just, it's just funny. So it's cool to get, it's cool to bounce ideas off each other and to have like a partner that believes in you, but is also, um, willing to be authentic and, and tell you the truth when you need to hear it, but also, sometimes not tell you the truth and just make you feel good when he, when they know that you need that too. So yeah. Being a relationship, especially in the business and two people in the business is hard because we have such, um, fragile egos, you know, Uh, I'm like, "Eh, I'm getting weepy. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that. Oh, uh, I'm glad I ended on that. It was a, you know, sort of an uplifting and heartwarming moment after we're talking about horror movies and brutality. So yeah. And blood and guts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hard to kill January 13th. Uh, the last rodeo. We'll see if it continues. Uh, hopefully we get to do this again while you're still a wrestler. I hope uh, so. But thank you for your time today and best of luck next weekend. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Bill. <laughs>